Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Around the Slice. We are here back today as 2023 NFL free agency rolls along here to recap everything we've seen and heard from, um, it's not from, since Monday night, the 13th, when we spoke last. Uh, just a little disclaimer or warning, if you will, that I will be, there will inevitably be news and rumors that break and signings and contract details and etc. Um, breaking while I'm recording this episode. I obviously can't get to that live because I want to pour my full energy on what we've seen already, but that will be recapped on Friday. So anything, if you're missing anything that was recorded during this podcast, just know I will get to it in a couple of days. Friday, that's episode most likely for sure. So this is all the signings and everything related to NFL up until recording as of 9.26 p.m. on Wednesday, March 15th. So let's just get into it with the first thing we heard since we spoke last Monday, um, March 13th, Monday night. So usually I don't bring up restructures, but I'm going to bring it up because it it is my team, the Buffalo Bills. According to Field Gates of ESPN, the Bills have restructured restructured the contracts of quarterback Josh Allen and outside linebacker Von Miller, creating approximately $32 million in salary cap space per source. And I'm just using my Twitter to reference this because a majority of these, if not all, I have thoughts on them, so I quote-tweeted them. So I tweeted in reaction that something is brewing. I can feel it. Um, and Maybe it wasn't the couple signings that we made today, especially at the receiver position. We'll get to that way later on. But, uh, yeah, something feeling. Is it a trade for Derrick Henry? Henry. Is it a trade for Derrick Henry? Is it a trade for Austin Eckler? Is it a signing of Bobby Wagner, which I think is really likely? Is it Adam Thielen? You know, multiple options we could do there. Uh, and then next, rolling along here, um, according to Ari Mirov at my sports update on Twitter of the 33rd team, Dot com former Broncos defensive lineman Draymond Jones. Also, if there's contracts I have here, most of them are numbers. A few of them don't, but all the contracts that I have exact numbers for at one point or another, I will be grading in a letter grade from like A to F. Uh, f- just to let you know, former Broncos defensive lineman Draymond Jones is expected to sign with the Seattle Seahawks on a three-year, $48 million deal. Per Schultz report, Jordan Schultz of the score also collaborating on this. Seattle getting involved with a big one after they cut Quentin Jefferson. Um, I didn't really think of Seattle's landing spot before free agency. Well, I did, but not heavily. But after they cut Quentin Jefferson another day right before free agency started that Monday morning, I feel like they were in prime position to get Draymond Jones from Denver. Um, I'll get to my initial thoughts on the grades, if I will, with all as I will with all these. $16 million a year for Draymond Jones. What a deal for Seattle. Um, I was excited about it with an exclamation point if you saw my Twitter. I was excited about it because I was scared someone was going to overpay for Draymond Jones. I heard, just like Javon Hargrave, he was going to get somewhere in the, like 19 to 21, around even around $20 million a year tier. And Javon Hargrave got overpaid. I'm so glad. This is amazing. $60 million for Draymond Jones. I'm giving this an A+. I don't hand A-pluses out lightly. But if if Seattle lets Puna Ford walk, which I know, or you could bring it back as a depth piece. But if either way, and then you have Draymond Jones for the future, and then you draft someone like Kalijah Cansey with pick 20, 
who will likely be there, or Jalen Carter if his off-the-field issues subside at five if he falls to you, or Will Anderson Jr. Either way, that defense needs pass rush because the, the secondary is looking pretty promising for the future with Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant at slot corner and Tariq Woolen at the outside corner. Safeties, he needs some help. But, uh, yeah, this is really good. Again, $60 million a year, A-plus. It's it's a steal in my opinion. I was worried someone's gonna overpay for him. Um, next, I'm not gonna bring up every little deal because some those little deals I don't have reactions to. Some of them I do have reactions to because I'm a huge NFL fan, but they're not worth really explicating on the, explaining on this podcast. Um, next, according this is a big one according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, the Vikings are signing pass pressure Marcus Davenport. Sources tell me. Mike Garofalo and Tom Pelissero, he gets a one-year deal worth thirteen million. Impressive. Now, my initial reaction, uh, this is this was kind of a strange one, a weird one for me. This probably sparks means the end of Daniel Hunter, the other passer who's been very productive for the Packers and Vikings over his career in Minnesota. The end of his career in Minnesota there, excuse me. And then Daniel Hunter, maybe, but they would have to eat 18 million to trade him. But initial reaction for me, I like the money side of this deal for Minnesota, but I question the fit. Not sure how well Davenport fits in Minnesota, so we'll see. I think he fits perfectly as Smith is released, which apparently he requested to be, like I talked about the other day on the podcast, our previous episode. Go check that out to listen along, to listen to, excuse me. But Daniel Hunter, Marcus Devonport, if they still see Daniel Hunter in their future, then yeah. Um, but I'm going to give this one year, third million, maybe it's a tad. Marcus Devonport was drafted high by the Saints, so that's not really um their kind of their fault. They drafted him, Caesar, Ru- Caesar Ruiz, high different years, but you get the point. Um, I'm going to give this. A- I'm going to give this an A-. minus. I really like the $13 million. I don't think it's overpriced, really. I think it's right around the range. I was scared someone's going to overpay for him. I'm going to give this an A-. minus. I just question the fit a tad bit. It would be probably be an A or possibly even A+. Plus. I just question the fit, what they're going to sort out with Davenport now and then Daniel Hunter and then Marcus, Marcus, uh, Zedarius Smith off the edge. All three very good. Uh, next, um, it's not really important. Nah. Okay, this one's big. Ian Rapport, Vanville Network. Sources, the Browns are expected to sign former Vikings defensive tackle Delvin Tomlinson, landing their coveted big-time defenders on day one of free agency. He gets a four-year deal worth $57 million with $27.5 million guaranteed. So that's $14.25 a year for Tomlinson. And my initial reaction was just that, 14.25 a year for Tomlinson. Wow, that's a lot for a guy, a guy of his caliber. The more I think about it, I absolutely love the fit. It's just a tad over, but I would like like $12, 13000000 million range. So I think I'm going to give this an A+. Plus. Um, A+, plus. no. I think I'm going to give this an A-, minus, just like again, because the Browns are finally investing in their D-line because we'll see in a minute what their future is at Jadavia and Clowney, but... Um, Around, I know this is technically different positions on the D-line, but the D-line in general in Cleveland, the defensive line, they have Miles Garrett, and then they've they've surrounded him with middling guys such as, like, uh, Mac Wilson at linebacker, um, Javdavion Clowney at, at defensive end, Sheldon Richardson at defensive tackle for a couple years that didn't work out. 
I did feel like they need to go all in, and this is going all in at the expense of maybe a tad bit overpaid, but I'm still going to give him an A-, because I do like, even though Tomlin's in his 30s, he's not super old, and he just, he's, he's an excellent run defender, but in Minnesota last year, he actually showed that he's a pretty dominant pass rusher, trending toward that direction. Um, next, we have a huge trade. No, not huge trade. But this is a sneaky good signing. According to Mike Garofalo of Alpha Network, the Cowboys have agreed to terms to re-sign safety Donovan Wilson to a three-year deal worth up to $24 million with the first two years fully guaranteed at $13.5 million, sources say. The deal was confirmed by Wilson's agents Kevin Connor and Robert Brown of of Uni, Uni, Uni Sports Management at Uni Sports Management. Uh, initial reaction, so um, important piece to get back for Dan Quinn's defense. Obviously, we'll see later on coming up another trade they made yesterday, which was huge for them to pair with Trayvon Diggs at corner. You probably know what I'm talking about, but if not, I'll talk about it in a little bit and later on. Eight, sixteen, twenty-four, so $8 million a year for Donovan Wilson. Every time you see the guy, he never makes huge earn- Actually, he does. He's always around the ball. He's a hard-hitting tackler. I feel like he's a nice up-and-coming young player in the league. For that, so da- Dallas defense has Trayvon Diggs at corner. The other guy we'll talk about in a minute with the huge trade, Micah Parsons. Uh, they did resign Leighton Vanderesh. I saw. We'll also talk about on the money side. And they have. Did I mention Michael Parsons? Yeah. And then they have uh, safety. And now they resigned Donovan Wilson. So three years, twenty four, eight a year. I'm gonna give this in honestly like a plus. This is a really underrated signing. I really love the signing so far. Uh, next, this is kind of surprising me. I thought this guy had played well enough to price himself out of Miami, but Adam Schefter of ESPN, Dolphins and running back Raheem Mostert reached agreement today on a two-year deal per his agent, Tesla Sports. I don't know the money side of it. Um, we'll see that in a minute, but, so I'll grade it when we hear the, see the numbers. Uh, I tweeted, instant reaction, Mostert killed Buffalo when we played Miami the second time. The second time, so I knew they would want him back, but he's not the only running back. It's weird. He's not the only running back they re-signed, oddly enough. So they got all three running backs back. That's kind of hard to say. They retained all three of their running backs is more like it. Um, yeah, I don't know the numbers yet, but Mosto did kill the Bills the second time. The snow blow, snow globe game, it's now officially known as Amongst Bills Mafia, and I am part of that. Um, so he had over 100 rushing yards against us. Mike McDaniel abandoned him late in that game and abandoned the run. I feel like he needs to use him more next year. Um, next, Austin Eckler was rumored there, but I don't think anymore after resigning all three of their running backs. Uh, next, this is big, I guess. Adam Schefter of ESPN. Jets are actively working to reach an agreement with Packers' free agent wide receiver, Packers free agent wide receiver Alan Lazard. Per league sources, there's another team involved in no final decision, but the Jets are trying to reunite Lazard in offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, and this reaction from me, another reason for Aaron Rodgers to go to New York with the high emojis. And you'll, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers when I get to the couple things in the Pat McAfee show and these numbers with Lazard. I will say this, though, right off the bat. I think it was smart of the Packers to move on from Lazard after seeing the numbers today, which we'll talk about later on or whenever they come up. Because I think they should build around Jordan Love, which is trending in that direction. And then Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon at running back. And then maybe drift Michael Mayer at tight end. And then 
build around Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, especially Watson, your breakout wide receiver from last year. Uh, next, according to Ian Rapport of NFL Network, sources, the Raiders are signing Patriots free agent wide receiver Jacoby Myers to a three-year deal with $33 million in 21 21- million guaranteed, another New England-Las Vegas tie-in, and a weapon for Jimmy Garoppolo. The deal was negotiated by Drew Rosenhaus and Robert Bailey. Rosenhaus, very familiar with all these players, prominent agent in the business. I'm saying here, love the fit in Vegas, but $11 million a year is kind of a lot for a guy who's never really had any spectacular seasons, but another good weapon for Jimmy G and... um. Going back with Josh McDaniels a couple years in New England, he was never with Jimmy G in New England because Jimmy G was traded a couple years before he came in as undrafted free agent Myers did. I think Jacoby Myers has been a little overhyped, and it showed with him 11 million years. So I'm going to give this a solid B. People, I think, are overhyping this signing a bit too much. And this is the same exact deal as the Patriots signed another prominent wide receiver, so we'll see that. But for now, this standalone deal uh, three years, $33 million, so 11 a year for Jacoby Myers. A little overhyped, a little overrated, so I'm going to give it a solid B. That's a tough one to grade, though, but solid B. Next, these are we talked about this Monday right at the end of the show, if you will, right at the end of the episode. But when the, now official numbers, according to Ian Rappaport, rap sheet of Eric Kendrick's contract of NFL Network. The Chargers and linebacker Eric Kendrick's agreed to terms on a two-year deal worth $13.25 million. Source said, the longtime Vikings star feels a big need for LAC, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I initial reaction, $6.625 million a year for Kendricks. Right around what I expected him to get. Just unfortunate the Bills couldn't do that. I'm going to give this an A- because he kind of, Kenneth Murray, I don't know if they still believe in Kenneth Murray, their first round pick from 2020. They'll still have to decide in the fifth year option for him if i was them i wouldn't pick it up because he's been a little disappointing now you have kendricks i know kendricks is 31 getting up there but still he can again i'll say it again add down to tell had him playing out of position last year and i just really think that's why he kind of had a decrease in production by a big margin last year but 6.625 right in one i expected i'm going to give this an a minus though think it's a perfect fit i just don't know what they think about kenneth murray still and unfortunately the bills couldn't do that as you'll see we'll talk about a few other names the bills have seen these linebackers go off the board to replace tremaine Edmonds, and i'm kind of getting concerned honestly so next according to adam shafter of espn the jason kelsey deal is officially done one day after he announced he would return for another season pro bowl center jason kelsey and the eagles reached agreement on a one-year 14.25 million dollar deal Per sources, he still makes him the highest-paid center in football. Thirty, what is he? Thirty-four, thirty-five. I think he's actually thirty-six years old, but still an anchor for that. I told you the plan is if Jason Kelsey retires after a season, which he will. But Isaac Sumalu, the star guard for the Eagles, is probably leaving in free agency. So Cam Jurgens start him at guard this year, and then Kel- assumably Kelsey retires and move Cam Jurgens to center and draft or sign a new big name guard. So that's done. I'm going to give this an A+. I know 14.25 for a 36-year-old, especially center, at a premium position. But they love Jason Kelsey there. It was either retire or Eagles. I mean, where else would he have gone? Uh, next, moving along here. the 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 This is relatively big news. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. 
The Bucks are trading offensive guard Shaq Mason to the Texans in a deal that will include teams flipping late-round draft picks. Per source, Tampa will save cap space that they need, and Houston gets a good player up front. Initial reaction, great addition for Houston. I guess I'll grade this. I'm just going to give this an A-, because only reason I hold it back a tad bit for me, Shaq Mason is aging, but he's still a top-tier guard in this league. And for the Buccaneers, I'm going to give him an A+. Plus. Actually, no, I'm going to give it an A- minus as well because I feel like they could have gotten a bit more value other than a 6th or 7th round pick. I don't remember which it was, but point is late run pick. So, A- minus for both teams. A- minus for Houston, A- minus for Tampa Bay. Buccaneers. Next, um, the Dol- here we have the official numbers following up on the Raheem Mostert deal courtesy of Tom Palacero of NFL Network. The Dolphins are resetting running back at Raheem Mostert to a two-year $5.6 million deal with $2.2 million guaranteed per sources. Instant reaction by me, $2.8 million a year is really great value for a guy like most hurt. After thinking about it some more, I'm going to give this a B plus. It is a really great steal of a deal, if you will. It is a really great deal, but I don't understand why they re- Standing by itself, it's okay, I guess. I don't. They could have upgraded, easily upgraded over Raheem Mostert by getting like a Devin Singletary trading big name splash for Derrick Henry or Austin Eckler. So I'm going to give this a B plus because they could have great deal. I'm just in value and money and numbers and all that, etc. I just thought they could have done much better than he most and the other two guys they signed. Uh, next, well, that doesn't really matter. Next, this is kind of a rumor, but according to Adam Schefter with a VSPN with the Jets closing in on a deal for wide receiver Alan Lazard and another wide receiver expected to be on their radar in the coming days of free agency is Packers veteran Randall Cobb, per league sources, assuming he isn't retired, um, per league sources. So I retweet, uh, quote tweeted it, instant reaction. GM and Rodgers is putting in that work because he wants Lazard, and he made a wish list, wish list to the Jets of a couple other players he wants recently. He's just becoming really annoying. So, little tidbit of a rumor I found there. Uh, that doesn't really matter. We already talked about Seahawks releasing Quentin Jefferson. I just said former Buffalo Bill now in the open market. He was with the Bills for one year in 2020. He was okay, I guess. Don't really remember. Um, next. Uh, it, um, according, this is kind of small, but still, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, Texan, Texans are signing wide receiver Noah Brown, Persuas, former Cowboys wide receiver, stays in state. He was really good for fantasy for me specifically. I know this is a fantasy podcast, but I referenced in tight, make tie-ins to fantasy football a lot because I love it. So, after family league and friend league and discord league and all that. So, Noah Brown was okay for me for a few weeks. He was never a startable guy, but this is okay. I just don't have official numbers yet. Uh, next, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. The Jaguars have agreed to terms with their own safety, Andrew, Wing- Andrew Wingard. Source said, in an initial reaction for me, another Bills target I would have loved off the board because he played with Josh Allen in Wyoming, so that relationship is in chemistry is already there, and Bean and Allen and McDermott value that. But, unfortunately, off the board. And according to the Dahlman Rogers saga continuing on, Adam Shedra VSPN tweeted, tweets, Packers veteran free agent tight end Mercedes Lewis, who spent the past five seasons in Green Bay, and he didn't say this, but I am, it feels like he's been around for 100 years, has drawn interest from, amongst others, the New York Jets and Las Vegas Raiders per league sources. And I just tweeted and said, 
Oh, what do you know? The Jets. Yeah, that's a coincidence. He was included in the guys that Aaron Rodgers so-called gave for the Jets to prioritize and go after a wish list. Whatever the hell that means. Um, next, Buffalo Bills PR announcing just easy a quick retweet from me. Resign linebacker Tyrell Dotson to a one-year contract. I don't feel great about him having to replace Edmonds because I want to go after some guys like Bobby Wagner, and I'm seeing guys fly, linebackers fly off the board. The market's really moving now, but I guess in a pinch, please just don't start Terrell Bernard. I would start Terrell Dotson if you have to, if you absolutely must over Terrell Bernard. Uh, next, it doesn't really matter. Next, this is the dumb freaking witch list I was talking about, the Aaron Rodgers saga. What a baby. Diana Rossini of ESPN provides us with the tweets stating, Aaron Rodgers has provided the New York Jets with a wish list of free agents. He would like them to target and acquire per sources. It includes a few players we had to talk about, Randall Cobb, Ann Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, and surprisingly, Odell Beckham Jr. And I instant reaction tweeted, how about he provides the Jets with information on his future already? There's an idea. At the time, I didn't know what he said in the Pat McAfee show. We'll get to that later on in a bit. But this is ridiculous. Like, Rodgers is becoming so unlikable at this point. I'll, I'll get more on that once we talk about the Pat McAfee show stuff. Uh, next. Oh, that doesn't really matter. Uh, next, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN. This is a new signing, a restructure, kind of what everyone call Ian Rappaport of Info Network. Sources, the Saints are expected to retain star wide receiver Michael Thomas on an incentive-laden one-year deal to keep him in New Orleans for the 2023 season. One of the NFL's best went healthy. Thomas sticks with his new quarterback, Derek Carr. Instant reaction was from me. Wow, I thought the Saints were for sure going to cut Thomas, so this... Very much surprised me. Say what you will, but Thomas, but he was really good in 2019. I think he complains a lot, though. But I don't really think he's a good fit in New Orleans anymore. But let's see how it works out with Derek Carr. And then this is the official numbers, courtesy of Adam Schefter of ESPN. Saints restructured Michael Thomas' contract, reaching agreement on a one-year $10 million deal that has a max value of $15 million per source. Thomas staying in New Orleans. I retweeted official numbers. Um... Quote tweeted official numbers. I'm not going to really grade this, but I guess I'll grade this. I'll give this an, a B plus. I know it's it's on the one a positive side, it's really great value for a guy that can still be good, I guess, in Michael Thomas. But on the other side, I don't know how it'll fit with Derek. Negative side, if you will. I don't know how it'll fit with Derek, especially Derek Henry, Derek Carr, and I don't think he fits in New Orleans anymore as he once did as much anymore at all anymore actually as he did with Drew Brees, and I don't think. He kind of, after a lot of ankle injuries, that's tough. So B-plus for all those reasons I just mentioned. Uh, next, the second Dolphins running back. I don't know why they keep resigning all these, but Adam Schefter of ESPN, free agent running back Jeff Wilson, is resigning with the Dolphins on a two-year deal that has a max value of $8.2 million per source. In one day, Dolphins keep both Wilson and Raheem Moster. So uh, let's 8.2. It's going to be like, 4.1, right? But just to make sure, 8.2 divided by 2. Yeah, 4.1 million dollars. It's interesting. Well, I'll get to my thoughts. Instant reaction, wow. So Miami brought both running backs back today. Interesting. Wasn't expecting that at all. But beyond that, I'm going to give this a B-. minus. I know 4.2. First of all, I don't think Jeff Wilson's better than Reem Mostert, so I don't know why he got paid more. But second of all, this is very concerning. They could upgrade over very... 
head scratching, if you will. They could upgrade over both of them. I don't get this, so B minus for those few reasons I just mentioned. This is big. We'll get to details of Imp at Amstrad for VSPN. First broke this. Giants are trading for Raiders tight end Darren Waller per sources. I just quote tweeted it in all caps. Whoa. Because I know Waller has been. Um, Waller has been. Um, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Waller has been rumored in trades for months now. And I think it's good that they got him out the door finally. But update from Adam Schefter of ESPN again. Trade compensation. Compensation. Giants are sending a third-round pick, specifically number 100 overall, to Las Vegas for tight end Darren Waller per sources. I said a third-round pick is relatively high value to give up for a tight end, but this is a great move for New York. For just that, I'm going to give it an A- for Las Vegas. It gets Darren Waller's hefty contract off the books, and now I think Vegas might, not a fire sale, but a mini sale on offense. They might trade Hunter Renfro because Jacoby Myers is great in the slot. Hunter Renfro does Strictly slot. Devontae Adams can play on the outside. He does legit, legit damage from the slot. So I would bang on Hunter Renfro getting traded now too. But I'm going to give this an A- minus for New York. The third round pick is a bit rich. But I don't really mind it now thinking about it for a day. And now I, and I'm going to give it for Las Vegas. I'm going to give it an A+. Plus. I really like getting a third round pick at value for Dan Waller. And get his contract off the books. And we'll see a Hunter Renfro's future. Uh, next... That's just a um, um, Next, the Vikings are showing up their offensive line. According to Mike Garofalo of Amphlet Network, the Vikings have reached agreement with center Garrett Bradbury to return to Minnesota. Source says the 2019 first-round pick remains Kirk Cousins' as center, which I can't give you a grade, unfortunately, because I don't have numbers right now. But my initial reaction reads as follows. Good young center with tons of upside still. He really turned out in the past couple of years after trending towards being a bust. His first couple of years in league. Uh, next, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, former 49ers cornerbacks Emmanuel Mosley reached agreement with the Lions today on a one-year $6 million deal per source. The deal was confirmed and negotiated by Drew Rosenhaus and Robert Bailey, who we've talked about a bunch. And then I read quote to and said, I am loving the way Detroit is building their secondary so far after getting Kim Sutton to play outside corner and then maybe Emmanuel Mosley likely playing slot corner and maybe you still draft Christian Gonzalez to be your outside corner and Brian Branch to be that tweener between slot and safety. I'm just loving Detroit's roster and roster construction though, but I'll grade it once we get to official numbers. Uh, next, we have... Uh, according to Ian Rappaport of ESPN Source, the Eagles have agreed to terms with Seahawks running back Rashad Penny. Instant reaction from me, Welp, I think that means the end of Miles Sanders in Philly, and it, it was because about an hour or so before I recorded this, Miles Sanders signed with a new team we'll get to later on in a bit. But, yeah, Rashad Penny's been good in spurts, but that's just the thing, in spurts. He was good before he got injured. Kenneth Walker took over. He was good baking out Chris Carson for a few years in Seattle. He's just very, very injury-prone. But I think he'll pair well with Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scout. They re-signed who we talked about the other day. Uh, next, that doesn't really matter. Um, doesn't really matter. I'm trying to find one that really are impactful. Oh, this is good. Diana Rossini of ESPN. The Titans are expected to sign former 49er Aziz Alshire per sources. I know a lot of these lately. 
We haven't had numbers to grade him, but we'll get to it. Instant reaction for me. While all signs were pointing to him going back to the 49ers, this is very surprising. And apparently he was heavily rumored, if not resound, 49ers to follow defensive coordinator, now new head coach of the Texans, D'Amico Ryans, to the, in fact, the Houston Texans. He goes to the rival Titans. Interesting. It's kind of a weird fit. I don't know how they'll do that. I guess they cut Zach Cunningham at linebacker to go get, replace Aziz Alshire. That's not that big of a downgrade. I argue it's not a downgrade at all. Next, Eagles are losing another defender, unfortunately. According to Jordan Schultz of the score, breaking free agent linebacker Kaiser White is signing a two-year, $11 million max deal with the Arizona Cardinals. Sources tell the score. White played a crucial role in the Eagles' def- Eagles defense last season, totaling 110 tackles, seven breakouts, and three tackles for loss. So we got that. He broke out. Initial reaction for me, nice deal for an up-and-coming linebacker, two-year, 11 million. So that's 5.5 a year. I really love this for Cardinals. I just really don't understand the Cardinals' philosophy with some of the linebackers. They drafted Isaiah Simmons really high. Drafted Zayvon Collins really high. Have Buda Baker at safety. Isaiah Hammonds Isaiah Hammonds. Isaiah Simmons is a tweener between linebacker and safety this year. And then there's rumors they'll move him to pass rusher or outside linebacker rushing the quarterback this year. I don't think they know how to use linebackers correctly. So for that, I'm giving it a B plus. But I really like the value here. I just don't really think Arizona knows how to utilize their linebackers properly and effectively. Um, next. Eh, that doesn't really matter. Um, so this is kind of by Ari Mirov of the 33rd team. Eagles offseason so far, they've had a lot of departures on defense. They lost Javon Hargrave, TJ Edwards. Sorry, I'll say the position. Defensive tackle, Javon Hargrave, T- linebackers, TJ Edwards and Kaiser White. And safety, Marcus Epps, and tackle slash guard, Andre Dillard. But still out there are, surprisingly, uh, safety, CJ Gardner-Johnson. Um, at the time, it was corner James Bradbury and defensive tackle Fletcher Cox, running back Miles Sanders, Boston Scott who has all signed, either re-signed with the team, a couple of them, or went somewhere else, a couple of them, and then Robert Quinn's still out there, but he would have flopped for them, got injured pretty much as soon as they traded for him. And they've retained Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham and some other guys who at the time, and they added Rashad Penny. Uh, next, Delvin Cook kind of posted this cryptic video. He, he, he kind of, it was weird, he kind of posted on his own Twitter. His Twitter's at Delvin Cook. Pretty straightforward, his name. But he posted his own, like, hype video with music overlaying it. He, he, he posted a hype video for himself. And then I just said, is this a possible goodbye from Cook with the little thinking face emoji on Twitter? And then, um, that doesn't really matter. So I don't know what's up with that. And then Miles Sanders tweeted to the city of Philadelphia, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and he sent signs somewhere else. But this is yesterday when I said "Look like Sanders, looks like Sanders will be sending elsewhere because they have Kenneth Gainwell and they re-signed Boston Scott and they brought in Rashad Penny, who will at least be a very serviceable backup, if not low-end starter. And they have Jalen Hurts rushing the ball. So, yeah. Next, um, Mike Garofalo. We have official numbers here. Of the NFL Network, Jets are working to finalize a deal with wide receiver Alan Lazard for four years, $44 million deal, as Schultz report said. Now we wait on official word as to who will throw as to... So I have to extend this. Now we wait on official word as to who will throw him the ball. Mouthful to say. But I... This is so funny because Aaron Rodgers, quote-unquote, stupid, dumb, wish, freaking wish list. I said... I. 
I posted this graphic. <laughs> Breaking New York Jets unveil new logo. It's just the Jets logo instead of New York Jets. It's New York Packers. Because <laughs> Rodgers wants Mercedes Lewis and and Lazard and Randall Cobb and OBJ. But the the band is getting back together. Might as well have Jordy Nelson come out of retirement at 40 years old. Or however old he is. So this is just funny. And by the way, Rodgers complained for his last few years in the Green Bay. Oh, Green Bay doesn't surround me with good enough weapons. But then he goes to New York and says, I want the same weapons that I did that I hated in Green Bay. Yeah, whatever. I'm done trying to get in that dude's brain. You'll never figure it out. It's just very confusing. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to grade this. Uh, Four-year, $44 million. Like, um, I'm going D. I hate this move. Um, I know that's harsh, but this is gonna stunt the growth of re- growth of reigning su- uh, reigning offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson, who I think is still a god. It's a god, and then Elijah Moore, who they took out of Ole Miss a few years ago as a second round pick, who they clearly don't like, and this is gonna push him down the chart even more. They should cut Corey Davis. Maybe he goes back in the Aaron Rodgers trade. I think that's likely, but I feel bad for Gar- Garrett Wilson, but more Elijah Moore. That's funny to say. But more so, Elijah Moore, I don't get this one bit. Like, in 11 million a year, do you know how expensive? They could do much better than this just to appease Aaron Rodgers, who's, I think, at this point, is a complete nup- dingbat and a nutbag. I just don't understand his brain and what he does. But whatever, I'm done talking about it. This is a D. I, you could do much better than Lazard for 11 million a year just to appeal, appease Aaron Rodgers. And then um, Adam Schefter of ESPN tweets, Commanders released running back J.D. McKissick. Initial reaction for me, very much expected with Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson there for the future. No need for McKissick anymore. I just find it funny. Remember last year, the Bills signed him on the first couple days of free agency because the Commanders didn't want him. Then as soon as the Bills signed him in it, he verbally agreed to deal. The Commanders suddenly said, oh, we want you back. But we drafted James Cook, who... Um, I think has a similar skill set, if not better upside. I know for a fact he's much younger. So, yeah, they don't need McKissick anymore because of Gibson and Robinson. Next, um, we got, eh, that's just something, Cynthia Freeland talking about Jordan Poyer. Uh, next, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, free agent defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi is headed back to the Steelers on a two-year 2875 million dollar deal that will pay him 21.75 in the first two years per source let me do some quick math on my calculator here 28.75 divided by two whoops no not need that 28.75 divided by two okay 14.375 a year for Larry Ogunjobi. Instrument action for me. Good deal for Pittsburgh to bring him back to play next to Cam Hayward in the middle of that defense. They're about five or six years apart in age. So 14.375 might be a little high for Larry Ogunjobi. I'm going to give it a B plus, though. I really love the fit next to Cam Hayward. I just question the money a bit. So B plus, but he stays in Pittsburgh, which is good. Now, the trade I was alluding to earlier to pair opposite Trayvon Diggs. Am Senator VSPM broke this first, saying Colts are trading five-time Pro Bowl cornerback Stephen Gilmore to the Dallas Cowboys per source. Just a half hour, an hour or so before this, a, half, a few minutes even, it was rumored, tweeted out from like Todd Archer and some other, and Jane Slater, some local Cowboy, Dallas Cowboys reporters, that they're about to make a big splash at corner or receiver, and they did the, just that. My initial reaction for me without details is... Dallas gets a trusted veteran to play opposite Trayvon Diggs. 
Gilmore's still very good at his age. I like Nashawn Wright, but I don't think he's that future next to Trayvon Diggs. He's a good reserve for him, but um, they needed to make this move. And then, according to Tom Palacero of NFL Network, the Eagles aren't done in the backfield. The team agreed to terms on a one-year deal worth about $2 million with Boston Scott, per source. Fans, fan favorite shot, fans just... Fan favorite giant killer, quote unquote, is back for his sixth season in Philadelphia because he just goes off every time he plays the Giants for some reason. Initial reaction for me Sky's a very underrated running back, great deal for Philadelphia. I think they have a phenomenal backfield there now with Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Penny, and um, Boston Scott here. So, one year, two million. This is an A. Plus. I just really think Boston Scott is really underrated at that value and price. Next, official word and details on the Stefan Gilmore trade, according to Tom Palacero, NFL Network again. Another big trade. The Colts are sending five-time Pro Bowl cornerback Stefan Gilmore to the Cowboys. Here's the compensation for 2023. So this year, fifth-round compensatory pick. Sources tell me in rap sheets. So that's compensatory. So if he doesn't hit certain incentives, the the Colts will only get a sixth-round pick from the Cowboys, as I understand it correctly. But initial reaction for me, only giving up a fifth-round pick is a steal for Dallas to get a cornerback at Gilmore's caliber. I'm giving this an A-plus for Dallas because maybe they only give up a sixth-round pick if he doesn't hit certain incentives or whatnot. For Colts, though, I'm going to give this a C-plus. I guess Gilmore was aging, but he was still very, very good for them. But they could have gotten, I think, a fourth hot to fourth, high-end fourth round pick for I just don't think they got the correct value here. So, A-plus from the Cowboys' side for next to Trayvon Diggs. Perfect fit, in my opinion. C-minus, I'm sorry, C-plus for Colts' side because they could have gotten a bit more value, in my opinion, but it's not horrible. Uh, next, according to Mike Garofolo and Mike Garofolo of Van Fulton, excuse me, Broncos agreed to terms with former Bengals running back Samaj P. Ryan on their two-year $7.5 million deal with another $1 million incentive. Source said, do the math quick, 7.5 divided by 2. So let's see, 7.5 divided by 2. Quick math is 3.75 a year. So I said instantly, great cheap deal for Denver. Love the fit. And I didn't mention this, but he looks to be the starter they were rumored to get cream hot. Probably not anymore, though. But P. Reiner's really good. Maybe even, at times, better than Joe Mixon, arguably, when he was out. Even when he was in, he was really good. So, I think he'll shine in Denver because the fit, like I said. But he likes to be the starter, not chase him into the resign. Starter for Javante Williams the first half of the year. However long he's out, it's just torn ACL on his knee. So, he, that's really good. I'm going to give this an A+, because he looks to be this starter and they had Mike Boone as we talked about the other day leaving uh, next um, we have the official according to Tom Pelissero excuse me of NFL Network the official details and numbers on former Cowboys wide receiver Noah Brown is signing a one year $2.6 million deal with Texans that includes $2.25 million guaranteed per source max $3.1 million with incentives Brown had 43 catches and 3 touchdowns last season in Dallas I guess that's good but 3.1 max, I don't love, so I don't have any thoughts on this, but I'm going to give it a B, uh, B minus because that's kind of cheap. I got still about a million. Too expensive, in my opinion. But Brandon Cooks will be 99% traded. You have John Matchy coming back. Looks like Bryce Young or 
Caesar sound maybe a bit looking like Bryce Young after the Panthers take Stratton one first overall this year. But looking like Bryce Young and then Matchy, like I said, Cooks 98%. Sure, he'll be traded. Nico Collins looks to be wide receiver one. Noah Brown is like a good wide receiver three slash four. He's nothing special. I like the value, but they could have done so much better than this at the receiver position. I know they didn't want to spend big. They could have. So I'm going to give this a B minus. This is really confusing me, but good value. Uh, that doesn't really matter. <clears throat> Next, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, All-Pro cornerback James Bradbury is returning to the Eagles on a three-year deal worth $38 million, including $28 million fully guaranteed and another $6 million in incentives per sources. Total package is $44 million. So if we do the base of 38 divided by 3... If we do the base of 38 divided by 3, the base is 12.6 million. But if he reaches the max of 44 divided by 3, then that's 14.6. And that's kind of, ex- even 12.6 is kind of expensive for Burberry's age. But I guess the market form wasn't there. I think, see, which is rare, but Phil, cause how's he, Howie Roseman, he goes jam is a genius. But I think Philadelphia overpaid for him. But anyway, I said, wow, I thought Bradbury would definitely go somewhere else. Huge for Philly to get him back. Now they should shift their focus to bring back CJ Gardner-Johnson at safety, which I don't know what's going on with that because he's a rising superstar in this league, and they still haven't re-signed him. He hasn't gone somewhere else yet. So maybe the market's got to be there for him, right? Another big-name safety re-signed with his team, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But I'm going to give this um, a I'm going to give this a solid B. I love the fit returning to Philly. They've lost a ton of defensive starters from their Super Bowl season. But 12.6 for the base a year, 14.6 for the max a year is really expensive. That's why I'm giving it a B. Great fit, obviously, familiarity, but really expensive. Next, Adam Schefter of ESPN. um, Fairly big-name quarterback here. Veteran free agent quarterback Andy Dolan is expected to reach agreement on a two-year $10 million deal. That includes $8 million fully guaranteed with the Carolina Panthers per source. Contract max value is $17 million. Whoa, that's a lot. 17 divided by 2. What's that? Let's see. 17 divided by 2. Okay, so the base is 5 a year and the max is 8.5 a year. If he reaches that max, 8.5 a year is a bunch for a backup. And I said, good deal for Carolina. Bring in Dalton to mentor whoever they take with the first overall pick this year. Likely C.J. Stroud. I don't really see how it's anyone else. I think it would be a fail if it was anyone else. I would question it heavily more, I should say. But $5 million base a year, 8.5 reaches the max with incentives. I don't know exact incentives, but that's what it says. I'm going to give this a B. It's a good veteran to mentor C.J. Stroud, most likely Stroud, I should say. But uh, that's a lot for a backup, man. He's going to get, if he starts, that's kind of stupid. But he could for three games <laughs> and get bounced like he always does. Next, according to Ian Rappaport, the Cowboys are signing back linebacker Leighton Van Der Esch, source said, giving him a two-year deal worth $11 million. They get back one of their top defenders. So I can do this math quick in my head. Two years, $11 million, 11 by two. So 5.5 a year. I said, well, there goes that idea for the Bills. The Bills are really letting these linebackers fly off the board here. We already saw Bobby Okariki. We already saw um, Eric Kendricks, who would have been perfect fits. But I guess some guys are still out there like Denzel Perryman, who has a visit lined up with the team we'll talk about in a bit later on. 
Then Bobby Wagner is the big name, but I feel like he's for sure Dallas, or I'm predicting he's going back to Seattle at this point. Just unfortunate that the Bills are sitting here and letting it go by. But um, two years, 11 and 5.5, like I said. So that's uh, the first few years, his rookie year in Dallas was very, very promising. And then the middle years there, two to three years, he was really kind of not bad, but he was very disappointing. Then last year, he had a rejuvenation, if you will. He's had a ton of injuries in his career, but I'm going to give this 5.5, maybe a little guy, a little guy, little much. He's a big guy. What am I saying? A little much for a guy like his caliber. So I'm going to give it a minus, just a tad much for my liking, but it's a fortune that the Bills. Uh, next, according to the official NFL Twitter account, Colts to release quarterback Matt Ryan, according to Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport. So, uh, I said very much expect I still think Ryan can be a quality backup somewhere, though. Maybe he can... Bills already have a backup, but they don't need him. Maybe he can be a high-end backup for the Chiefs to back up Mahomes. Not like he needs mentorship, I'm just saying. And maybe to back up... Um, or I goes... Eh, Falcons, actually, though, send Taylor Heineke. So, I'm going to say either retires or goes to the Chiefs to back up Mahomes. This fun fact this is the first ever time he'll be a free agent because he's either, like, in his career... Cause, he was signing the a mega extension by the Falcons after his MVP season. He led them to the Super Bowl. And then Matty Ice, if you know that season. And then he um was traded to the Colts. So this is the first ever time being a free agent cut or otherwise. Uh this doesn't really matter. I still think Matt Ryan is good, excuse me. Um Cowboys Ari Mir of the Ari Mir of the thirty third team. Just to recap the Cowboys news today: treated for cornerback Stephen Gilmore, re-signed safety Donovan Wilson to three year twenty four million dollar deal. Go back in the episode to hear my grade on that. Resigned linebacker Leighton Vanderess two years eleven million. Again, good. Go back to hear my grade on that. A good day for defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, who it's maybe he just doesn't work out as a head coach like in Atlanta. Maybe he's just a defense coordinator majority of his career. Uh, next, Courtney Eaton Rapport of NFL Network. This is surprising. Caleb McGarry is signing back with the Falcons on a three-year, $34.5 million deal, excuse me. So I said including $11.5 million a year for McGarry is very reasonable for Atlanta. I was scared another team was going to overpay for him. Also, I thought he was gone after Atlanta gave Chris Lindstrom that monster extension yesterday. Looks like Atlanta's offense line is set for years to come, which it is, 11.5. I was scared someone was going to pay him, like, 14-plus million a year. That I think more than 13 million or more would have been a little ridiculous. So I like the value. So I'm going to give it a, a B plus. I just, they're clearly investing in their offensive line. They still have a ton of cap space after signing Jesse Bates, as we talked about, and a couple other potential starters. I can't name off the top of my head. Sorry about that. But I question, not the fit, just investing the offensive line a ton over other areas of need. So I'm going to give this, a, uh, did I say B plus? I'll bump it up to an A minus. Give this an A minus. Uh, next, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, New England is re-signing safety Jabril Peppers to a two-year deal per source. He's just a guy that's been sound his whole career. Nothing flashy, but nothing terrible. Just slightly above average. Then I said, and there goes another Bills target off the board. But that doesn't matter. At the time, it did. Because they got back up our key safety for them. Who we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, next, this is a Bills thing. I don't usually talk about tenders and restricted free agent. But this is directly my team. So, in the Bills. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN tweeted, The Bills playing a tender restricted free agent corner. 
Dane Jackson, per sources, Jackson was highly productive with 57 tackles, 12 pass deflections, and two interceptions as a starter in 2022, likely an original round tender at $2.7 million. Now, I know what you're thinking. Those stats are great. On this podcast, I've voiced my concerns and unhappiness and frustrations with Dane Jackson a ton. But I said, man, $2.7 million seems to be quite a lot for what seems to be a reserve corner heading into next year. Because you have Christian Benford at corner, Kair Lim, Trey White. Dane Jackson looks to be the fourth corner on the depth chart. And if a team signs him, we'll get an original on tender, so seventh round pick. I hope another team signs him just so we get a 7th round pick and we get 7 picks this year because we only have 6 right now so far. I hope another team signs him. But, I mean, 2.7 is quite a lot for, like, looks to be a cornerback for. Uh, next. According to Adam Schreck for VSPN, with all the backup quarterback movement, one team checked in this week with recently retired quarterback Chad Henney and made him an offer to return per source. Henny declined the offer and remains retired for now. I said instant reaction. I wonder who it was. Probably a team who was in need of a high-level backup. Duh. But who knows? He's a very good backup. He came, and he almost threw a terrible pick, a terrible interception, but he came in for Patrick Collins when he was out for a bit in the, division, in the divisional round against the Chargers but and led them to a touchdown. Uh, so, let a very good, well-crafted drive. I think it was Washington who who I saw reached out to him, was the team that reached out to him since. But it makes sense because they pivoted to another quarterback who we'll talk about in a bit later on. So, it makes sense that they reached out to him, find some competition and insurance, the same how if he doesn't work out. Uh, next... I said, Ian Rapport, NFL Network, the Chargers are releasing starting guard Matt Filer, source said. He had an $8.5 million cap hit for 2023. Uh, yeah, and I just said um, another high-level veteran guard now in the open market. I still think he's a, maybe a low-end starter, but he's still a quality starter in this league. A team is getting a quality starter in him. Uh, next, uh, that doesn't really matter. just trying to find guys that are worth your time. I don't want to be here forever. Um, that's Oh, here we go. The, according to Field Yates of ESPN, the Bills have restructured the contract of wide receiver Stefan Diggs, converting base salary into a bonus and creating another $5.4 million in cash pays per source. This is only a few hours after restructuring Josh Allen and Von Miller. And then I said, I'm telling you, something is brewing. Maybe not the moves we thought today, but one of the moves. But we'll talk about that in a minute. But something's ruined. Trade for Derrick Henry, Delvin Cook. I don't really want that. I really want Austin Eckler, though. I would like... And unfortunately, a power back that I really fell in love with for this whole process is off the board in free agency. Signed somewhere else. Um, next, that doesn't really matter. Um, next, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, former 49ers free agent defensive end Samson Abukum reached agreement on a three-year, $27 million max deal with the Indianapolis Colts that includes over $11 million in the first year per uh, Jeremy Fowler and me. Cameron Foster and Chris C. Abbott confirmed a negotiated deal who assume that I know is his agent. I initial reaction, love the fit here in Gus Bradley's defense. Now, nine million years, kind of a guy who was trending towards being a bust early in his career. He hasn't really done much, so I'm going to give it 
a B plus. I love the actually A minus. I'll be a little generous today. I'm really giving a lot of good grades today, other than the Alan Lazard one, which is a D, which is horrible. But A minus. I love the fit in Gus Bradley's defense. Of course, Bradley being the defensive coordinator there, just a tad overpaid in my opinion. I would like to see six or seven million. Uh, next, that irrelevant now, um, because he's not. Eh, we'll talk about that later. The lot. This is big. According to Tom Palosero of ESPN, the Lions are signing former Bears running back David Montgomery per sources. And I said, wow, in all caps. I was expecting Montgomery to leave the Bears and go somewhere else, but not go to the Lions. I'm legit shocked by this because as we get to the numbers, I'm even more shocked by this. Um, We'll get to numbers right now. Lions and former, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, Lions and former Bears running back David Montgomery reached agreement on a three-year, $18 million deal, including $11 million guaranteed per source. Uh, and I, in this reaction, tweeted, $6 million a year is great value for Detroit. Let's stop right there. $6 million is great value. So that's a very highly touted guy. Not highly touted. That's a very good positive, for, to me at least. And I'm sure a lot of you guys... I just questioned the fit a little bit because I said a couple things I question here, though. One, how will Montgomery and Swift fit with one another? And two, what's the future of DeAndre Swift now after this signing? Also, this pretty much confirms the end of Jamal Williams in Detroit, which it did. He signed with the team we'll talk about a bit later on. Um, But this is a confusing one. I, I love the value. But I don't know why Dan Campbell and staff in the front office, do they, like, hate DeAndre Swift or not like him for some reason? Because they tried to replace him last year with uh, Jamal Williams, and now they're trying to replace him with David Montgomery. I'm just really, really confused. They're both the same skill level, in my opinion. I like Swift's future because I'm really not a fan of Montgomery, but, like, been a bit disappointing. But I, this is so confusing to me. I'm going to give this a C plus. I love the value. I just don't understand the fit whatsoever. Like, I don't understand. You have DeAndre Swift play to the guy's skill set. So, C-plus for Montgomery of the Bears, considering value and fit and all that. Next, um, source, Ian Rapport, Van Fun Network, sources, the Vikings are working to finalize a deal for Arizona Cardinals cornerback Byron Murphy. A big-time defender lands in Minnesota. I tweeted and said, perfect fit in Minnesota with Brian Flores' defense. They released Cam Dantzler, which was surprising me. They just need any body possible. And then you go after a big body. You have Lewis Seen at corner, second year out of Georgia, who, after breaking his leg in London early in the season, is looking to have a bounce-back season. Hey, you better draft someone still like Kilo Ringo and you're with your pick in the 20s there. Uh, next, according to Adam... Yeah, that doesn't really matter. Does that matter? Nah. Um, next, moving on to today's news, because this is like this morning when I woke up. Adam Schefter of ESPN tweeted, former Saints wide receiver Deontay Hardy reached agreement on a two-year deal, two-year deal, excuse me, with the Buffalo Bills per source, the speedy wide receiver from Assumption University at D2 schools. No wonder. I've never heard of it. Has found a new home in Western New York. I tweeted, woohoo, in all caps. That was sarcasm. It's Hard to um, relay tone over a tweet if you saw it or on this episode, but trust me, it's sarcasm because if you'll see the numbers, I don't really get it. But Deontay Hardy tweeted, Bills Mafia, go with three exclamation points, go Bills in all caps. But uh, we can... S- I'll have the numbers here in a bit, but this is huge. I tweeted in all caps... Well, I'll tell you in a minute. 
Am Shutter VSPN broke this news saying Eagles plan to release cornerback Darius Slade per sources, but I just heard before jumping on here to rep- record this, if you will, that um to record this that they're having a real trouble releasing Darius Slade. I think it's like a personal issue. They just don't want to release him. They want to Holly Roseman needs to find a way. And then I just tweeted wow, wow, wow in all caps. Uh yeah. And next it doesn't really matter. That doesn't really matter either. Um do it if I don't have the numbers. Uh, um, no, I do have the numbers for uh, where is it? Well, whatever. Oh, here we go. According to Ian Rappaport, courtesy of Ian Rappaport from the Network, former Saints wide receiver slash pop returner Deontay Hardy is expected to sign a two year, 13.5 million max deal with the Bills per me and Tom Pelosero. He gets a 9.5 million base and 5 million fully guaranteed. I'm going to stop right there and talk about it. First of all, this fit, I don't get. If this was what... Because he's mainly a punt returner in his career. And we have Naeem Hines for that. Well, I'll get to my reaction. I said, I get he's a great returner, but we already have Naeem Hines, who's awesome at that two punt returns in one game reference. This is also quite a bit of money for a guy like Hardy. I'm sorry, but this makes no sense to me. I don't really get it at all. I am really confused by this, because if he reaches the... Let's go base value. 9.5 divided by 2, right? Divided by 2. 4.75. That's kind of a lot for this guy who's been strictly returner mainly. It's great. 13.5 divided by 2. 6.75. That's way a lot for a guy like this. I don't get the money. I don't get the fit. People say you can be a tweener slot outside. First of all, I don't understand. How is you supposed to play outside? Is it... 5'6", 170. I'm not trying to be rude or exaggerate, but he's going to get snapped in half. 5'6", 170, you're not playing outside. I like Julio Shakir and bringing back Cole Beasy for the slot. I'm fully on board for releasing and cutting and whatever you want to term out Isaiah McKenzie, but not for Deontay Hardy. I don't understand this one bit. And then they're guaranteeing $5 million? Like, if this is the restructures you had, maybe for another guy we'll talk about a bit, but if this is why you did all that restructures on Miller, Allen, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, then what? I don't like the fit. I don't like the money. I don't like this. I guess he's speedy. Woohoo, he's speedy. So I'm going to give this a C plus. Like, I know that's a bit harsh as a Bills fan. Brandon Bean, I really, I would want to look, love your moves, but I really don't get this. This is, they've still been quiet, in my opinion, other than uh, we'll t- guy we'll talk about in a minute. Next, this is, I know you guys might think it's big, not think it is, but this is to me. E. Rapport Renfield Network. The Panthers are expected to sign former Bengals tight end and first round pick Hayden Hurst. Source said another weapon for the new quarterback, whoever that is, parentheses, but I'm going to assume it's CJ Stroud as the starter, not Andy Tolley. Um, But I tweeted and said, love this move for Carolina. I don't know the numbers. I apologize, but I absolutely love this. Like, Ian Thomas is there, but he's aging. Tommy Trumbull's there, and I get he's only a mid round pick. So it's not like you're married to him and committed to him. I didn't know her name, by the way. Uh, next, this doesn't really matter. Uh, the, and then Tom Pelissero, quarterback move, maybe not big, but still quarterback, so big for the position. Tom Pelissero of NFL Network tweeted, the Vikings re-signed backup quarterback Nick Mullins to a two-year, $4 million deal. That includes a little less than $2 million guaranteed, so $2 million a year. I said, nice, cheap backup for Kirk Cousins. I'm going to give this an A+. Plus. I don't really care, but it's a good backup for Kirk Cousins at a cheap cost. Uh, that doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Um, next, 
according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, a literally big addition for the Saints because he's huge as mammoth of a man. Defensive tackle Kalen Saunders is expected to sign with New Orleans. Sources tell me in rap sheet and rap report. Saunders is coming off his best season with the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. Recording 3.5 sacks or 3.5 sacks. I tweeted instant reaction. This, I tweeted instant reaction. This is a great addition. This is a great addition for the good young player who hasn't even reached his full ceiling yet. And that's just the thing. I didn't even know this guy. And then I heard of his name. I mean, I'm sure I've heard his name before because I'm a huge NFL fan, as you know. But I know, like, everybody. Not to brag, but, um, yeah. He broke out of the team really last year. I'm going to say it's safe for the Chiefs. But that's a good young player the Saints are getting right there. I apologize. No, no, um, no, um. No, um, num- what am I going to try? No numbers, so I can't grade it, but those are my thoughts. Next, Ari Mirov of the 33rd team tweeted, The Eagles' defense is now lost. Darius Slay, Javon Hargrave, Kezier White, T.J. Edwards, and Marcus Epps, while very surprisingly, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is still a free agent. Eagles knew this was coming. Plenty of time to figure it out, and it's probably safe to assume they have something up their sleeve, which they got James Bradbury back, so I guess that was the thing. The I tweeted woof that's woof that's <laughs> woof that's tough because it really is uh next um adam tempo excuse me event network tweeting tweeted the bucks are finalizing a deal with former number one overall pick baker mayfield per sources mayfield finishes his fifth nfl season strong after landing with the rams now he gets a chance to take over for tom brady in tampa and is still only 27 Endless reaction for me. Competition for Kyle Trask. Baker will probably still win it. But if it were me, I don't want to see what I have in Kyle Trask. Former second-round pick two years ago in 2021. He's learned under Tom Brady's tutelage, if you will. Term out if you want. Tutelage. So, yeah. We'll get to the numbers in a minute, which is right now. Ian Rapport of Info Network. Courtesy of him. Sources. The Bucks have a one-year deal for quarterback Baker Mayfield for $8.5 million, giving him the opportunity to battle for the starting spot with Kyle Trask, a marquee name off the market. And then I said, I don't really think Baker is all that good, but $8.5 million for just one year is pretty good value for a potential starting quarterback. That's just the thing, though, a potential. I think Baker will get pretty mad and pissed off. Sorry to say, pissed off, though, if he doesn't get the starting spot. I'm going to give this a B. Sadly, but I know people think this is great and everything, but I'm giving it a B because if it were me, I think they'll go Baker Mayfield, but unfortunately, I would go Kyle Trask, though. But, um, yeah, next we got, according to Tom Palacero at the time, he says the Packers and Jets continue to negotiate on an Aaron Rodgers trade, but have not yet agreed to trade terms per sources. Green Bay isn't looking for multiple first round picks like other quarterbacks for he references Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, have, and Matthew Stafford have commanded in recent years talks ongoing. I quote tweeted and said, I'm so sick of talking about this guy. Just retired at this point. You're making yourself so unlikable for all the mentions of the stupid freaking wish list and the hippie darkness retreat and then still not knowing after the darkness retreat. And then we'll see what he says in the Pat McAfee show in a little bit later on. But, oh, this is great. Here we go. Ian Rappaport. This is much better than Deontay Hardy. <laughs> Ian Rappaport of Info Network tweets, Bill's safety Jordan Poyer is expected to sign back in Buffalo, sources say. He checked out the market but returned to the Bill's mafia. And we still don't have numbers like nine hours later. <laughs> and I said okay, all caps, oh, yeah, because like the, like saying it emphatic, oh, yeah, we got him back because 
I'm just so glad him and Micah Hyde, and then he tweeted at Micah Hyde, hey, bud, with shades and, like, the waving emoji, so I think that's just great. But, um, and then they were joking each other about the taxes, but, yeah, I think this is outstanding. I think, I know this is outstanding for us after losing Edmonds, but I'm so glad that we got Poyer back. Uh, next corner, here we go. Am Shifter of ESPN. Aaron Rodgers told Pat McAfee show that he intends to play for the Jets and the teams need to work out compensation. I'm going to stop right there. What the heck? Aaron Rodgers, dude, he's become such a prima donna. I mean, for a guy that doesn't like all the media and attention and thinks the media doesn't phase him, he loves attention. He craves it. He goes up Pat McAfee show and opens up with his segment, I'm Not Here. I'm not here to announce any decisions today. And then two seconds later, oh, by the way, I, f- I fully intend to play for the New York Jets next season. Yeah, okay, you're not here to s- announce any decision, but you just announced the decision. Feel smart. And then Tom Pesero followed that up with an NFL Network on the idea he has a listed man's Roger says that's so ridiculous. Also mock the idea that he gave the Jets a list of players he wants. D- d- that's not the reality. It's so stupid to think I would do that. Does say he was asked about players during his visit with the Jets, and they said, who wouldn't want Odo Beckham joining their team? First of all, why is it so stupid to think that, Aaron? Like, you've dragged people through this. Like, you've become a prima donna. Like, the hippie, all the hippie down street, whatever the hell else. Why is it so stupid to think that? Like, people, come on. Seriously. Um... Next, Tom Playoff Show of NFL Network. We're getting towards the end, guys. Sorry, I know we're over an hour. Just like Monday. Veteran linebacker Levante David is returning to the Bucks on a one-year $7 million guaranteed deal. Sources tell me in rap sheet. Back for a 12th season in Tampa at age 33. And then I said, well, there goes instant reaction. Well, there goes that for the Bills. Bills are just letting players fly. No, Deontay Hardy isn't the big splash Jordan Poyers, but Deontay Hardy isn't. We need a linebacker pretty badly after Jermaine Edmonds leaves. And then the Bills just tweeting, PR, great terms of safety, Jordan Poyer on a two-year contract. Interesting that it's two years. Maybe they lock up Micah Hyde cause this offseason because he'll be a free agent next offseason, so give him one-year extension. Those guys can, like, retire or most likely retire when they're together. Uh, next, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter either. Next, it's a semi-big Mike Garofalo of Info Network. The Texans have signed defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins to a one-year $10.5 million deal. Source says D'Amico Ryan gets a big, big piece for his defensive front. After two years with the Jets, Rankins heads to Houston. He was... He was really good for Robert Sala, and now he has to use some D'Amico Ryan's. I think it could be like a mini, like, like um, Arik Armstead light for the um them and Ryan. So I said another big piece for D'Amico Ryan's defense. What was the deal? One year, ten point five million. So that is, it's gonna be like something two five, right? If I assume correctly, um, ten point two five divided by two. Yep, that's wrong. 10.25 for Sheldon Rankins. I'm going to give it an A+. Plus. I think he can really be a chess piece and a regumption light, light at Ryan's defense. Next, Ian Rapport and Network. The Patriots are giving wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster a three-year deal with $33 million. Source said a big investment. I quoted and said $11 million is a lot for Juju and his talents. 
guess it's a good fit, though. I mean, I guess. Like, the Patriots are so far behind what the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets are doing. It's not even funny. They're all improving. Maybe not the Bills, but the Bills are what they are. And then the Patriots are making stupid overpaid signings and in less recent years just overdrafting players and guys. So I don't like this. Same exact deal as Jacoby Myers. Three years, $33 million, 11 a year. So... At that point, why not just keep Myers? Because I think Juju was propelled and overhyped because of the quarterback play, Ben Roethlisberger, and his head coach going from Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, then going to Patrick Holmes and Andy Reid and Chiefs, then going to in Kansas City, and then going to, um, I know the quarterback's not going to Mac Jones, but then going to Bill Belichick. I mean, come on. Those are three Hall of Fame coaches and two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You can argue Roethlisberger, but I think yes. And two Hall of Fame quarterbacks there. So I'm going to give this a... B minus. It's kind of, I would like eight nine million for Juju. A double digits was a little too high. I'm gonna give this a B minus. I guess it's a good fit, but I don't understand. I think Jacoby Myers, even though he's overhyped too, I think provides a little bit more of a skill set. Juju is, I just think that yeah. Um, Forty Niners. Is this important? Eh, we'll talk about it. M. Schefter of ESPN, 49ers reached agreement today on a one-year deal with former Raiders first-round draft pick Cleveland Farrell per source. He's a pass rusher. I said, no, that's interesting. Just three words. No, that's interesting. I think it is because they overdrafted him, took him fourth overall in the 2019 draft. So yeah, that's whatever. But hopefully you can turn it around with uh, Steve Wilkes in the 49ers. I mean, that defense, Nick Bosa, at pass rusher. Now you got Cleveland Farrell as the other pass rusher, I'm assuming. Defensive tackle, you got Arik Armstead. Javon Kinlaw is rotational, bit disappointing. So that's why they went out and got Javon Hargrave. Linebackers, Fred Warner. Lost their Z's Al Shire, but I'm sure they'll get one to plug in. They always do. Safety, Teleno Wufanga, you lost Jimmy Ward. And then corner, you lost Amanda Wilson. But you get what I'm saying. It's a monster, monster defense. Next, according to Ian Rappaport, I mean, this. This one's bound to happen, but end of an era. The Cowboys have informed former NFL rushing champ Ezekiel Elliott that they are releasing him. Per me and Tom Pelissero, he'll be designated as a post-June 1st release to create cast space, which means post-June 1st, he, he's free to sign anyway right now, but his contract will stay in the books, and they won't get the ta- cap savings until after June 1st, so June 2nd, but he's free to sign anyway right now. I think the Chargers are a perfect fit with Kellen Moore, especially if they lose... You lose, excuse me, Austin Eckler. I think the Dolphins, please, God, don't go to the bill. But it's the reaction. This is, by me, this is bound to happen. Tony Pollard's just so much better at this point. Tony Pollard, elite rusher, elite receiver out of the backfield. He might be a more of an elite, but he's just a big play, boom, running back. And I think it's a bit more powerful than giving credit for. But Zeke's first two years in the league in his college career, Ohio State was legendary. First two years in the league was legendary, but he's fallen off a lot. He's getting up there in age. And he's a lot of tread in the tires. So I think I'm predicting to go to Chargers with Kellen Moore even more if they trade Austin Eckler for some reason. Uh, now this is interesting. It's a tender, so it's not really a big deal, but it kind of is because implications on Lamar Jackson. Tom Pesho of NFL Network tweeted, the Ravens are placing the low-restricted tender on Pro Bowl quarterbacks New Putley per source. Baltimore will have the right to match any offer sheet, but this is interesting, would get, but would get no compensation for Huntley if they don't. It's the reaction by me tweeting, I hope Baltimore can get him back because I think Huntley will be the starter next year if the whole Lamar thing doesn't work out. I think he'll be back the Ravens, but somehow a team goes crazy and gives Lamar something, like some crazy 
con- crazy as hell contract, and the Ravens get two first round picks. Back, and that's whatever. Tyler Hunt can be a bridge quarterback if they trade up and massively trade up and draft Anthony Richardson or someone. Uh, here's the numbers in the Hayden Hurst deal. Courtesy of Mike Garofalo from ESPN. Panthers deal for tight end Hayden Hurst. Three years, $21.75 million with $13 million fully guaranteed at signing. Solid deal for Hurst in a slow tight end market. His reaction here of me, $7.25 million a year is great value for Carolina. Love this signing. I'm giving it an A+. Plus. He kind of broke out last year with the Bengals. He was promising his rookie year in Baltimore, and then Mark Andrews, he got hurt, and Mark Andrews took over. Simon was traded to the Falcons, didn't do much of anything at all, got replaced by Kyle Pitts, and then went to Cincinnati and had a breakout season. So 7.25 a year, I'm giving this an A+. I love, love, absolutely love this fit, and they need weapons after trading away DJ Moore. Uh, next, that doesn't really matter. Next... Uh, Ian Rappaport sources of NFL Network source Lion defensive back Deshaun Elliott is signing with the Dolphins more defensive backfield help and I said great more help for Miami not like I did with Kansas City the other day more help for, great more help for Miami with the red uh, face red, mad emoji on Twitter uh, I guess it made sense that they were going to lose Deshaun Elliott because they could draft Christian Gonzalez and Brian Branch in that secondary still but they just signed Cam Sutton in a relatively big deal. That is a big deal for them. And they brought back safety Will Harris, but we didn't talk about minor move, but they low-key good move for them. And they brought in Emmanuel Mosley. I love Detroit. I think Deshaun Elliott was bound to walk after all that. Next, um, this is the third Dolphins running back of the day, of the period, the, re- the day they're resigning, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN. Uh, Dolphins are re-signing free agent running back Miles Gaskin on a one-year deal per source. I tweeted, what does Miami need to bring all these running backs? What does Miami need to bring all these running backs back for? I don't get it. It's hard to say. I don't get it. I personally don't. Like, you can get so much better than a uh, ragtag group. Not ragtag, because Raheem Mostert kind of good. But this collection of Raheem Mostert slash Jeff Wilson slash... Miles Gaskin. You could trade for Austin Eckler and then Miles Gaskin would probably be caught. Sadly, but it is what it is. So I'm going to give that a one year. And we don't have numbers, so I can't grade that. Whatever. Um, anyway, after that, that one just makes no sense to me. Uh, we don't really. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Just a reminder, according to Ari Mirov, a 33rd team of, again, Lamar Jackson is now 4 p.m. Eastern started, technically started the new league years of players outside of their own teams. They could do it whenever, but like yesterday in the legal negotiating period or Monday or Sunday, you get the point. But players can now put pen to paper and officially trades and signings are made official if players don't flip, which that's rare, but it happens. So Lamar Jackson is now officially allowed to speak to other teams around the NFL. A team can sign him to an offer sheet, and if Baltimore doesn't choose to doesn't match, they would give up two first round picks and get the former MVP, which again Lamar Jackson. I said gonna be fun with two popcorn emojis, even though I think Lamar's asking for way too much. He's still a very good talent on the ground. He's just a bit overhyped in my opinion. Uh, next, what do we got going here? The, this is interesting, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. The Washington Commanders are signing quarterback Jacoby Brissett to a one-year $8 million deal that can hit $10 million per source. 
Washington gets a starting option for a quarterback who played well for Cleveland last year. Um, and I, his reaction was me go, good, saying good competition for Sam Howell. Uh, one year, eight million. It could reach ten, but base practically one year, eight million. I'm gonna give it a. I think I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give a B plus because like maybe it's competition for Sam Howell. He could push Sam Howell. If nothing else, he'll be a very high end backup, probably the best backup in the league if he does. Because he's has loads and tons of experience. Whether it was coming in for Tom Brady a few times in the Patriots, starting a whole year for Andrew Luck when he abruptly retired because of his health issues, his own medical issues, excuse me. And then there's 12 games when when Deshaun Watson was suspended last year. So he's got loads of experience, if nothing else. Uh, next impactful thing... The Tom Show Van Flan Network, the Browns released defensive end Jaday Van Clowney and safety John Johnson with a post-June first designation. Again, players with post-June first designation free to sign with any team right now as soon as they're released, but contract stays in the books for that releasing team, so the Browns in this case, till after June 1st or June 2nd, they get those cap savings. I is the reaction, I said quality players now in the open market. I think... Jadavion McClowney had some issues with the Browns a couple of months ago, and in practice, he apparently threw a helmet or something. <laughs> so anyway, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN here, this is big time. Six-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle Fletcher Cox returned to the Eagles on a one-year $10 million deal per sources. Eagles, Eagles get the quote-unquote hometown discount as he turned on more lucrative offers. We heard from Diana Rossini and the Jets were heavily pursuing him. They even offered him. I said in reaction, great for Philly to get Cox back after all the other defensive parches they've had. We already went over all the other ones, but I think him and Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is going to break out next year. It only helps that he has Fletcher Cox back. I drafted him for a reason. Next, um, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, Saints and former Lions running back Jamal Williams, Williams, excuse me, have agreed on a three- Oh, I'm going to read the Fletcher Cox thing because one or ten million. I think maybe a stunt storm Davis just a bit, and maybe he should retire because he's still got a lot of juice in the tank. They brought back Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. That was good. For this Fletcher Cox one year, ten million, I'm going to give it an A minus. I just, maybe it's stunt storm Davis, but I think it only helps him. So, A minus. So, uh, Jamal Williams have agreed on a three year deal with the Saints. Adam Shed from VSPAN. I said I wanted Williams for the Bills. In all caps, they are so bad. And then. With the two crying tear emojis, the heavy crime, I did. Uh, he's off the board. But a guy is intriguing to me now as a plan B, Dante Foreman, because they brought in a bit. I thought he was for sure going back to the Panthers, but they brought in a big-time running back who we'll talk about now, actually. According to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, source the Carolina Panthers playing the same running back, Miles Sanders. We'll get to the numbers in a minute. I said this. That is a phenomenal, in all caps, that is a phenomenal fit. Loving Carolina's offseason so far. Before this year, Miles Sanders had okay years in Philly, and then he broke out this year. And I think Frank, I know for a fact Frank Reich wants someone to pound the ball with. Like he had a big physical back, Jonathan Taylor. Same style back, maybe mini, not as much. But you get the point in Miles Sanders' year. I think it's a phenomenal deal. Uh, here's, yeah, we'll get to in a minute here. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. The Bills are signing former Texans QB Kyle Allen. Source said he has 19 career starts and will compete to back up Josh Allen. Multiple Allens. He says compete because Matt Barkley is in the practice squad. 
I guess technically not right now because she's out. But you know what I mean. I think he'll beat up Matt Barkley easily. Barkley will always be on the package squad. I said this makes – after Sam Darnold was taken off the board, obviously, this makes all the sense in the world because Josh Allen and Kyle Allen are basically best friends. Great guy to bring in as a backup, I think. I think he's just like Josh Allen the way he plays. Next, according to Tom Pellicero Fan Fun Network, two-time Super Bowl winner Juan Thornhill agreed to terms with the Browns on a three-year, $21 million contract with $14 million fully guaranteed at signing over the first two years. Per sources, Thornhill, Thornhill, Thornhill started 52 games for the Chiefs, a big addition for Cleveland. I said in this reaction, Thornhill was surprisingly really good for the Chiefs last few years specifically. This year, specifically, Super Bowl run and winning, obviously. Great signing by Cleveland, I said, to end it off. $7 million a year over three years. I think that's really good value. Maybe a tad overpriced, so I'll give it a B plus. But I think it's a really good up-and-coming safety in this league, and I hope he really works out for the Browns, even though as much as I hate to say it because of uh, that Chiefs, and I hate the Chiefs, obviously, but yeah. Uh, next, Packers. That doesn't really matter, actually. Uh, that doesn't really matter. Where's the um, numbers for Miles Sanders? It's the latest thing I tweeted. Uh, oh, this is interesting from not a signing, but still interesting. E Rapport Vanfield Network. Raiders standout linebacker Denzel Perryman is visiting the Texans tomorrow. Source said a potential addition, and I said another Bills target potentially off the board. I mean, these linebacks, they got to act here. I mean, come on. Uh, next, this is another Bills local reporter for Syracuse.com and NYUP.com, Ryan Talbot, tweeted, The Bills have touched base on tight end Donald Parham, but it's nothing serious at this time per source. Listen to these measurables. Parham is a big target at 6 foot 8 inches. The tight end has seven touchdowns in three seasons with the Chargers. I mean, six, eight. And then I tweeted, an instant reaction would be a massive in all caps. Because absolutely massive target for Josh Allen. Parentheses, literally. Like, literally massive. Not in terms of, like, what he can contribute as a backup tight end. I've been saying for about a year now that we need, I like Quentin Morris. Because he's six foot eight, but, or far from six foot eight. I've been saying for about a year now that we need a better backup because Quentin Morris is a perfect, like, third tight end that's most of the time healthy scratch on game days because I know he had a touch, key touch on the Dolphins game this year, but I'm not feeling confident. I don't know about you guys, fellow Bills members. I'm not feeling confident about being one bad snap, one freak injury away from having to start Quentin Morris at tight end getting all the bulk. I am, though, down par him. Again, Dawson Knox is great, but really, really high-end backup, I feel like, in tight end. Next, Delvin Cook. Um, uh, well, this impacts Delvin Cook, I should say. Tom Pelsell, Van Flint Network. Another top running back, Donald Fall. Alexander Madison agreed to a two-year contract to remain with the Vikings, per source. The deal is worth $7 million that can get him to $8 million with $6.35 million guarantees. So, 7 divided by 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. 4, 5, 6, I mean. Oh, that's a good one. So, 7 divided by 2 is 3.5. And then that's something. You can get to him in the 6.35 million in guaranteed is what I have here. I quote to you and said, Does this mean the end of Delvin Cook in Minnesota? Question mark with the, because it was a question I was wondering, pondering in rhetorical question in my head. And popcorn emoji. I think it's going to be fun to see where Delvin Cook, I think he's running out of juice, but fun to see where Delvin Cook goes. They don't give 6.35 million over 6 million guarantees for 
Alex and Madison be just a high-end backup again. They want him to be the starter, and that matches their port the other day. Um, and that's it, right? Let me just refresh my own Twitter page to see if possibly I tweeted anything. Well, that's not... Okay. Well, no, jeez. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Nope, doesn't look like it. So, anyways, guys, um, I appreciate you taking the time to hear along me. Sorry if these episodes are a lot. I know they are, and I apologize. That's just how it goes, though. With these things, you know, there's a lot of um, free agents on the board. We got to talk about it. So, yeah, I really appreciate you guys. Follow me on Twitter at AYGarner13 because I know... It can be overwhelming, free agency and all that, and keeping track of all the deals, especially after two, uh, it's only been three days in the league year officially start day, but it's been a lot. So, at AYGarner13 on Twitter, podcast started at Around Slice. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes. There'll be another one Friday, and then we'll get into reflecting on the offseason next week, winners and losers and all that, and if any more big stuff breaks, which is bound to happen. Anyways, guys, thank you, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.